to Real Talk for Real Teachers. I'm Dr. Becky Bailey, the creator of Conscious Discipline, expert in education, child development, and a lifelong teacher and learner. For those listening who are not aware of Conscious Discipline or who are not aware that Conscious Discipline is a social-emotional learning program, let me tell you what it is. It is a trauma-informed, evidence-based, comprehensive social-emotional learning program. Based in neuroscience, Conscious Discipline holistically integrates social-emotional learning with discipline and school climate to create an optimal learning environment for both adults and children. So today we're going to continue with the last podcast, at least for now, of this different nature. As if you've listened to the last ones, you know that during the summer we have a Conscious Discipline Institute. We call that CD1. And then later we have Conscious Discipline Advanced Institute. That happens usually in February. We call that CD2. And that only allows a very small people, 48 people, and you actually apply uh, to come to that. So these people who come give a 10-minute presentation, and we've been taking pieces of their presentations. Well, actually, we give them pieces of the 10-minute presentation uh, to share with all you listeners because it was so powerful for us to hear it live during the time of the Institute. So today, you'll be hearing presentations from Tim Smith and Alyssa Reinfort. Now, Tim will start us off and share with us the impact of conscious discipline on his staff in private early education. Listen to Tim. He starts us off with just a little bit of humor. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Hi, my name is Tim, and I'm a... Oh, wrong, <laughs> wrong meeting. Um, <laughs> I got confused. It is kind of like an intervention camp here, so. Um, my name is Tim. I'm used to standing up here for like six to eight hours at a time, so 10 minutes is going to be the hardest part um, for me. Um, my presentation, um, I'm a little bit different than everything that has been talked about so far. Um, in a, a few different ways. Um, I don't work for the public school. I don't work for the Council of Governments. Um, I work for myself. Um, so I work in private early education, um, or I spend my time in private early education. I don't like to call it work. Um, and I wear several different hats in, in what I do. Um, just a, a little bit about me really quick, because everyone's been trying to give the little backstory. Um, I was uh, born and raised in Gun Barrel City, Texas. Wow. That is actually a town. Um, I moved out of Gun Barrel City um, when I was in high school and live up in the Dallas area. And it's really interesting because you spend your entire childhood trying to get out of the country and in your entire adulthood trying to get back. Um, so I have a lake house now um, back in Gun Barrel, so I've made full circle. Um, I do have two children of my own um, that are 21 and 22. Um, someone said this morning at breakfast that I didn't look um, old enough to have a 21 and 22 year old. Um, so I said, well, that's what happens when you have kids at 13. <laughs> so it's a lesson to be learned. Um, but um, 
at the end of high school, I started working in after-school programs um, and continued doing that through college. Um, I, when I got out of school, I taught pre-K for a few years, um, taught kindergarten for a couple of years, um, and then moved into administration. Um, I worked for some of the major childcare chains that are out there um, in different capacities over the years up until 2006 and um, kind of got tired of working for someone else and making other people money and then also having to do things their way and not my way. So I left my big corporate job and went out on my own and started just doing training and consulting um, for the childcare industry and the early education industry around Texas and then saved up my pennies and in 2010 bought my first school. And so, um, I'll kind of throw that up there. Um, so I bought my first school in 2010 so that I could do things the way I wanted to do them. So one way that my presentation is a little bit different, we've been talking a lot about how conscious discipline um, has helped the kids. I'm gonna talk about how conscious discipline has helped my staff. Because when, you know, just like everyone else, uh, whoops, go back. Um, I started doing conscious discipline. We first got introduced to conscious discipline through Frog Street. Um, so I've been using Frog Street for several, several years now. Um, and of course, contributing author to, to Frog Street. Uh, we wanted more and definitely wanted to understand today's child more, um, help support our teachers more, um, mainly you know, help support the parents more. Um, I loved it in one of the e-courses um, you know, Becky had talked about how parents throw their kids in our classroom and they want us to fix them. And we hear that quite often. Um, and just new techniques for, for working with the kids. We, of course, discovered all of the same techniques that everyone has talked about so far, but what I didn't expect is what this did with my staff. And really ignited the passion back in teaching um, and lowered the turnover rate that we have in our programs. Um, Becky had mentioned yesterday um, about especially in the private sector in childcare, and I don't like to use the C word. Um, I like to use early education, preschool, those type of words. Don't ever use the D word in front of me because I'll punch you in the throat, all right? Um, <laughs> the D word, yeah. Um, but you know, the United States Department of Labor has a report that says anytime you have a turnover in your staff, um, by the time you recruit a new employee, hire, you know, interview them, hire them, orientate them, train them, coach them, it costs the average employer $7,000 per employee. So if you look at the number of people that you have brought into your program, you know, and multiply that by $7,000, that's how much money you spend on new staff. So, you know, kind of looking at me, I'm sitting at 92 employees right now, you know. So, over the years that we've been practicing conscious discipline, um, over the last three years, and I'll just use the last three years, I have not lost one single lead teacher. So, it's pretty remarkable. 
Actually, that's a lie. I did lose one because she had to go take care of an ill mother in New Orleans, but now she's back. So that's why I don't think she came running back as quickly as possible. So our core staff is very solid. I also have not had any turnover in administration. So with my directors and assistant directors too. Now the assistant teachers, you know, that's where we still have a little bit of a gap right there, getting them to commit. Um, but it's been a really, really cool process being able to watch that and being able to see the teachers be excited again and know that they're making a difference and, and it's just been really cool. Um, I opened my second and third school in 2013, both at the same time. I drank a lot that year. <coughs> and, um, and then I just opened my fourth school three weeks ago. So, yeah. <laughs> and the really cool thing about the new school is that, you know, with my, my Flower Mound, my Coppell, and my um, South Lake Keller School, we're still integrating conscious discipline into the program because, you know, we're, we're having to weave this in. With the new school, when, when we decided to go on this little journey for number four, I said, well, if we're going to do this, I'm going to do conscious discipline from day one. From interviewing my employees, from hiring them, to orientating them, even to ordering the equipment and the supplies. Um, and I actually found these amazing book nooks that are perfect for safe place that I was able to put in all of the classrooms from day one. So it's been a really, really cool experience. I had to throw a couple of other things in there. Um, my three established schools were nationally accredited, um, were four star, Texas Rising Star. Um, and then my Flower Mound location, we just won Child Care Provider of the Year by North Texas uh, Workforce Solutions. So, um, and we weren't even expecting that. It just got, came out of nowhere, out of 17 counties. And I have to contribute conscious discipline to all of this. It really is. The other side of, of my hat, or another hat that I wear, I'm a trainer and consultant, and I still do that quite often. I just got back from working a conference in Cancun right before I came here. I know, tough job. And then when I get home from here next week, I'm teaching a class on a cruise ship. So, so y'all feel sorry. Wish me well, okay? Um, I'm a two-term past president of the, of the Texas Licensed Child Care Association where I did a lot of legislative work. Um, testified at the Capitol quite often, um, pushed legislation, fought legislation, um, everything for our industry, and then now I'm currently serving on um, the Board of Directors for the Association for Early Learning Leaders, um, which is really cool. Um, we actually have a conference coming up in April. We have this amazing keynote speaker. Um, Y'all might know her, it's, uh, Dr. Bailey. Um, <laughs> um, as, yeah, I know. So I'm very, very busy, so that's why I put that up there. I can't decide if I need a hug, coffee, vodka, or sleep. So um, there you go. Um, so to kind of wrap everything else up, gosh, that 10 minutes went fast. Um, what I discovered, of course, the reduction in teacher turnover brought back the joy of teaching. Um, I've been doing a lot of parent trainings um, as well as my directors. Um, here's the coolest thing that I have found with conscious discipline in my employees. The millennials are eating this up. 
up because we know that one of the characteristics of millennials is they want to make a difference. Money and status doesn't mean anything to them. They want to know that they're making a difference and this is perfect for them. My baby boomers and Xers, I'm still beating them over the head, but my millennials take it and run with it. Um, and we also know that one of the millennial characteristics is they you know, don't stay very committed to jobs very often. They change jobs like they change underwear. They're not changing their job. So it's really, really cool. And of course, happy staff equals happy children, and that's what it's all about. All right, thank you. The numbers Tim shared were phenomenal in his staff retention. Uh, I hope all of you listeners find that motivating. Uh, I know we have an impact on children. I know we have an impact on adults. But the truth is, because we have an impact on everyone, we also have an impact on retention of teachers and staff. Now we shift, and just for those who've been to one of our institutes, I'm going to have to say, oh, shift, to Alyssa Reinfort. And Alyssa, take it away. Good evening, my name is Alisa Reinfort. I am the outreach specialist for our local child care resource and referral agency in Southwest Indiana. We cover 14 counties in that area. Um, so my journey with Conscious Discipline started earlier last year. We had a new director that came in and started mentioning it. Um, she had been through previous trainings. So there was a staff of four of us that went to Conscious Discipline CD1 in Columbia, Missouri at the satellite um, location last June, end of June. So we left there and all of us were just, what do we do now? How do we start all of this? Because there's so much information. So um, obviously, not only does it start with myself, but in our home. So I have an eight-year-old son and I'm just going to let him tell you a little bit about what he thinks of conscious discipline. What do you like about conscious discipline? The chart. Mm -hmm. What does the chart do? Makes my day run smoother and better. And what else do you like? Taking a deep breath before I get frustrated. How does it make you feel? It makes me feel more confident. Mm -hmm. So a little bit about him, um, third grade this year, but it's been a rough transition, rough year. Um, so for him to say confidence is awesome. So a little bit about that. Um, so the chart we're just implementing at home and I was stressing visual routine. Yes, we need that. But this is all we're doing is post-it notes on the pantry and he is loving it he, I mean is this not rough but but he is he's loving it and it's giving him he came up with the list and just that ownership of done done so um, from there we rolled it out to our staff at our agency we're doing the e-course with them this whole entire year we're doing some family and provider trainings but in addition to that, I just want to let you guys know the list of opportunities that we have coming up this year. So like I said, there's three teams in our agency, 30 staff members. We cover 14 counties. We have companies that want to implement this for their employees as a health initiative. Um, we have some prison systems in our very rural areas that want us to come in and work with their inmates. 
We have a judge that is mandating this for his families to come through conscious discipline. We have DCS that is wanting to um, provide um, hours for their foster parents. And not only that, but it's going to be an awesome way to recruit additional foster families. We have such a need in our area for more foster parents. So that is a huge asset. Um, we also have something throughout the state called System of Care. It is a, a mental health initiative, so you can ask me more about that at the poster session. <laughs> Powerful is not a strong enough word, I think, to, to express what we just heard from Alyssa in her community and what she's uh, started or lighting the fire and motivating others to do. You heard that she's impacting the prison system, foster families, the judicial system, and it's growing, growing, and growing. So uh, yay to all the hard workers out there and doing such wonderful change and creative ideas with conscious discipline. So what's Becky up to? Well, uh, some of you might have seen the Be the Best You Can Be series. It's one I did when I weighed a lot less and was a lot younger and my hair looked slightly different. Not much because I don't move my hair too much. But uh, I'm going to redo it. So this fall, I'm going to get a group of people. We're going to do it a little bit of an upgrade instead of me just doing it straight to a camera. I'm going to be doing the be the best you can be. Now, what is that? That's about the powers in conscious discipline. Sometimes they get shoved to the side. Those are the ones that keep us in the higher centers of our brain. Those are the seven powers that can create a more peaceful, compassionate, wisdom-filled, problem-solving life. Uh, they're the ones that help me when the world doesn't go my way, and uh, I hope you'll find it very helpful. So uh, they'll be done, so keep an eye out for those. But I'm getting ready as, we, as I start very early uh, to prepare for these things. So what are we celebrating? Uh, as you heard, uh, both Tim and Alyssa work in early education. So it's only fitting that we're celebrating that we have a new I Love You Ritual changing table poster set. So it's something we can do when we are changing the diapers in our programs and we can put up uh, the poster set so that the children have a choice of what interaction they would like. There's removable little pieces so they can uh, kiss and hug. And uh, guess what? They're deeply washable and germ-resistant as much as you want to Lysol them to death. So I'm, I'm loving this, that we're adding more connection into all areas of, of school, and certainly if you work in early ed, all areas of life. So with all that, it's been a beautiful time together. Until next time, I wish you well. For more episodes of Real Talk with Real Teachers by Dr. Becky Bailey, visit ConsciousDiscipline.com forward slash podcasts. You can also subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app.